1: Welcome to the RotoWire Daily Fantasy Podcast, sponsored by No Halftime, the newest way to create fantasy challenges for one-on-one matchups. Download it today at nohalftime.com. I'm your host Josh Hayes, joined today by Benny Ricciardi as we cover the Friday NBA DFS slate. You can find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings Playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. Benny, are you ready for some Friday NBA, my man?
2: That's it. You know it. Got to do something before the uh, Sunday NFL slates get here.
1: <laughs> got to do something. like you act like, eh? I was gonna, you know, mow the lawn or you know just uh, take out some take out some leaves to the trash, but instead I'll just play some NBA DFS NBA for Friday. Northern you North. know what it is? I, I'm kind
2: of a little bit bitter right now because okay. I am I am one of those people who rostered Anthony Davis the first two
1: nights. Uh-huh. Well, so the last night wasn't so bad. Yeah, he, he you know what he turned it on. He
2: he had a rough start. Um, CJ McCollum was outscoring him four to one in the first quarter of that game, but I did have (laughs) McCollum. So that was good too. Uh, but yeah, he did turn it on and and gave us a decent game, but for his price, I need more.
1: McCollum is an absolute rainmaker. I want to tell you right now. So I've been, uh, I I feel like I need a McCollum back tattoo or something. This guy, I've been like touting him so much throughout the preseason on our, you know, fancy basketball show on the Wednesday show with DJ trainer. So I've been on team McCollum for quite a while. I wish I would have used them in more DFS rosters, uh, personally, uh, for the Wednesday slate. But you know what? The good news about D- DFS is when somebody's going good, you don't have to wait. You can just jump back in the next day or they're on the slate. So, And what do you know? we got a full slate of um, buffet goodness to enjoy once again, Benny. So let's go ahead and dive into it here. Uh, before we start, I want to let you know the Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate and review us, please go ahead and do so. And don't forget to share and subscribe. All right, uh, Benny, let's go ahead and kick it off right at the top like we always do. Point guard position. What are your top cash and GPP options?
2: Well, there's a couple games that I'm probably going to be targeting that I think are going to be paced up. So I'm looking at a lot of the guys in those games. Uh, That Chicago-Detroit game I think could be paced up. Both of those teams are playing a little faster this year. So um, I do like Reggie Jackson again. Uh, Golden State-Houston, you know, I mean, Houston did not look all that great yesterday, but... uh, you know, you know Golden State plays at a high pace, so Steph Curry, especially after the way he played that first game, you got to look at him depending on his price. Uh, really like John Wall in that game against Milwaukee as well. Um, you know, Wall's a guy that fills up the stat sheet, gives you a little bit of everything across the board, so I always like him. I um, think we're going to get a hot pace in that Minnesota-Denver game as well, so Ricky Rubio looked great um, on opening night. And if his price is still in that middle kind of range, I definitely think he has some upside for GPPs. Uh, if you got to go cheap, you know, normally in this season, I think you're going to be able to look at point guards against the Lakers, but I'm not going to go with Rondo or Collison in this spot, even though it's something that I think we're going to be able to target for the season. I think uh, if you got to go real cheap, you can look at, uh, you know, like Shane Larkin if he's still getting a start again at min price Um, but that's pretty much my list. Oh, and you know what? I can't believe I forgot this guy, too. And also, I think we get a hot pace in that Portland-Phoenix game, so Damian Lillard is definitely somebody that's going to be in play for me.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, I want to pause really quick here, and I just want to have a quick, like, DVP conversation with you because I know that um, some people like it, some people don't like it, some people... Um, maybe don't understand what it is or how to use it. So maybe this is a good opportunity for you to <clears throat> to um, have class uh, jump in back in, in session once again with uh, episode two. Um,
2: okay. That,
1: um, um, Benny teaches. All right. So
2: here's yeah, here's the way to think about it. Uh, every team has you know basically a strategy that they try to do on defense. You know some and, and there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can play things that happen in a basketball game. Some teams will double team pick and rolls. Some teams will, you know, come out on shooters and force everybody to put the ball on the ground. Other teams will try to take away the middle and then, you know, try to recover out to, you know, to the shooters on the outside and stop the penetration. So the way that teams play and also the personnel that they have will dictate where the easy and hard spots in the, in the team's defense are for them to, you know, kind of figure out where they're going to attack. And what you'll notice throughout the season is there are certain teams that give up more points to certain you position. know positions, right. no matter you know what position that is. So some teams might have weak big guys and they leave them one on one on the post all the time. So we'll see you know big guys that play against this team have big games. You know a good example of that that I'm looking at this year is the Indiana Pacers. Um, again, they lost Roy Hibbert. Who think what you want about him offensively or as a fantasy player, but he was a very good defensive presence for them. Really tall, long arms, rebounded well, blocked a lot of shots. So teams used to not do very well at the center position against Indiana. But so far this year with, um, you know, Jan Mahini in there, I was wondering if that was going to hold up. And we had Jonas Valakunas come out and go for like 21-15 and in the first game against them. So I think that that could be something that you can look at. Now, other teams like the Lakers play at a hot pace And basically play a lot of one-on-one perimeter defense and just kind of let guys that get beat instead of coming over and helping. And again, it might have something to do with personnel. You know, Kobe doesn't get around like he used to. And, you know, they do have some, you know, undersized guards. I mean, Russell's not a big guy. There's a lot of point guards in the league that are going to be bigger than him and stronger than him. He's basically a 20-year-old kid. So you're going to see some teams that, you know, Teams will just attack them that way. So if you're looking at the DVP, what you want to say to yourself is, you know, is the guy that plays that position going to be a bigger part of the game or is he already a bigger part of that team's offensive game plan? Mm -hmm. And if so, and the other team can't stop him, you know, is this a guy who's going to have a chance to score closer to his ceiling? And if he does score closer to that ceiling, is his price good enough that, that ceiling is going to give me good value. And a lot of times you can find guys in those situations and they're usually pretty good plays for DFS. And also because I feel like people don't use DVP as often, I feel like you get a lot of those guys that are obvious standout DVP plays at you know, a lower ownership rate than you would expect if everybody was looking at that information.
1: All right, that's a that's a that's a good recap. So I'm just trying to try to like shave it down and simplify this a little bit further. All right, if we're sorting by um, like 2015, 2014 15 DVP at the point guard position, the f- five worst teams on this list um, in terms of fantasy points allowed, and just will use FanDuel as a reference, are the LA Lakers, which is um, you know n- no surprise they had what like the the Ronnie Price, Jeremy Lin experience going mm-hmm. on at the point and jordan clarkson i know was playing some point but he didn't really play till the start till the second half and he was actually playing more two than one so there's that um, minnesota timberwolves which we know they had um between ricky ruby and zach levine were just an absolute turnstile in both spots um that's the little dirty secret that people don't know for everybody who loves damon lillard so much is that for every season he's been in the league he's been um bought you know i like i guess a bottom five in terms of uh, defender in terms of DVP, he's shown up on that list, and he plays a ton of minutes. So you can say what you want about the Portland defense, but he's mostly responsible when when you see that um high fantasy point total up against the Portland Trail Blazers point cards Then you have the 76ers. You've seen what they've had. um Michael Carter Williams was I thought was above average defender, but you know overall what they, they trade him away. They were you know going with Tony Roten, Isaiah Cannon. Um, it was just an absolute mess with the point guard, so no surprise there. they're in the top four. And then Oklahoma City Thunder, um, which is that the was it top five? Of you, you'd sort of be a little bit surprised here with Russell Westbrook, but I think this is sort of related to like the ridiculous, crazy pace um, mm-hmm. that they may have to, had to play. So. Yeah.
2: Well, all basically all five of those teams that you mentioned mm-hmm. um, are five teams that all play paced up games. So right. that's you know something that factors into it too. If you're playing a paced up game, the ball. Most of the time it's in the point guard's hands. They're gonna get more possessions. He's gonna have more chances to, you know, get assists in the open court, you know, get to the basket, probably gets a few more shots than usual. So that's the reasoning, you know, sometimes people see like, oh, the D V P is good, I'm gonna play this guy. But when you really understand the reasoning why a team is good or bad against a certain position, you know, it helps make it easier for you to use those guys in your roster.
1: Yeah, and just related to that too, the Portland Trailblazers were number one in pace overall last season. At uh, 25.08, um, and just so here's a quick example. So we mentioned the Philadelphia 76ers, who are um, you know fourth worst in in uh, DVP at the point guard position? Take a look at what happens, just as you know, sample number one. Uh, so I'm not I don't want to make too much out of it, but Marcus Smart goes for 13 five two. He he does he has a nice all around line, especially for the price that he had. Uh, 13 five assists, two steals. Uh, um, Oh, sorry, five assists, two steals, and a block. The Isaiah Thomas goes for 27-7, and seven, so 40 points total among those two point guards um, at the uh, at the opposing point guard position against the Philadelphia 76ers. That's sort of like what you can expect. We're just basically saying if you take a look at the, the, the DVP and the pace, you can take a look at the point guard on the other side of that and see if you can make a strong case for him to be in your fantasy lineup. So that's how you sort of reverse engineer that and take – those sort of numbers pace and dvp and apply that to what could potentially be some good matchups so those sort of you doing your own homegrown research and that mm-hmm. is what we're trying to get you at so um well explained benny thank you very much and we'll talk more about it you guys have questions about it um you know hit us up on twitter we've been getting uh, great questions and, and uh, responses so far to the show so we definitely love being interactive so uh, please keep those going you know, always catch uh, Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. All right, so let's keep going forward here at the point guard position. Here, let's just uh, um, sort of um, hammer this out. Top top cash point guard for you today.
2: Uh, top cash point guard, I would. I mean, depending on what the prices come out to, I definitely, I definitely love Steph Curry. If I'm paying up, it's going to be for him, mm-hmm. the guy who's probably going to be the best value somewhere in the middle there. Um, that I would be looking to use is probably Ricky Rubio.
1: Okay, um, I do. I always Ricky Rubio. He's. Um, it looks like he has a top ten projection. So, fair enough on in that spot. I just feel like personally, I I never like him enough because he. I hate him as a shooter. I hate him as a free throw shooter, and I hate him as a three point shooter. And I know he had a monster game against LA, who had no business losing that game. By the way, just as a side note, there. I so. I I, I, understand. I think you're, you're you, if you play it two ways, totally fine with that. You want to go cheap, Rubio, okay. I would probably not pay all the way down to that spot. I would like your original pick with Reggie Jackson to sort of sit there in the middle and not go all the way down. Um, what about GPPs? Some top GPP options for you?
2: Well, I mean, I like guys that have the huge upside in GPPs. Um, so I think Damian Lillard's one of those guys that I'd be using. I think people tend to use him a little less than some of the other guys. Like we mentioned, like... Reggie Jackson and Steph Curry. Um, He'll be pretty expensive, but I think people that are paying up will pay up for Steph. So I think you'll get him lower owned. And I mean, let's face it, you know, he could go, you know, CJ had a great game in the first game, but I don't expect him to go crazy like that every game. And it's not like he's a secret anymore. So teams are going to start concentrating a little more on him, Mm -hmm. which is going to kind of open things up for Lillard a little more. So I really like him. Uh, John Wall is another guy I use a lot for GPPs. Um, Especially if you're playing on DraftKings, because he's a legitimate triple-double threat every time he steps on the floor. Mm -hmm. If you look at his numbers, you know, he's not going to score 40 points, but he'll get you 18, 14, 20. And he'll get you every game somewhere between like 6 and 8 rebounds, you know, 7 to 10 assists. And when he has those big games or he plays a team that's paced up and he gets those numbers ticked up a little you know he's a guy that can get you that triple double bonus on DraftKings and you know have obviously you know tens across the board and when you add all that up you know he he's put up some really big fantasy games so those are two guys that I'm looking at tournament wise to kind of get away from who everybody else is going to be taking as the chalk
1: yeah he he's got a top 5 projection this uh, this for the Friday site so I, I I do love John Wall, Reggie Jackson's is also in there in the top 5 along with Damon Lillard just uh For price reference points um back to the wednesday slate you're gonna have to pay uh 8900 for lillard 9k for wall and um 7800 for reggie jackson i think reggie jackson's close enough in that group for me to take the discount and jump there and be like a solid cash game option for me as well now if you want to go um down the line there 4900 for mo williams again to me is just amazing um, and and, and CJ McCollum, so you can make two of those cases for GPPs. Any other GPP flyers that we need to sort of keep on our radar here? As before, we move on to shooting guard.
2: Um, Mo Williams is a guy that's always interesting to me. Uh, Miami hasn't been known as a team with great point guard defense. Um, you know, I don't really consider Dragic somebody who's a great uh, you know a great point guard defender either. So I think you can look at, uh, you know, Mel Williams. And we didn't really mention uh, Russell Westbrook. I don't know if I would want him in cash at his price, but he's always a GPP play because he he's another guy that can go up for a triple-double every game. 50-burger, so, yeah. Yeah, not not exactly a cheap option, but like I said, definitely always in play in, in tournaments if people aren't, uh, you know, aren't talking about him and using him a lot.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, I think that... I'm interested on some level at uh, with uh, Dennis Schroeder uh, once again if uh, if if he on the Friday slate here I believe he is yeah okay all right yeah so um, I also want to see uh, what happens at the um, in this spot with Isaiah Cannon for 4200 on DraftKings now he had a nice uh, first game overall definitely paid off that price tag so oh, yeah. if you can slide all the way down to him in in a, in the GPP. I'm okay uh, there as well. So... Now,
2: let, let me ask you a quick question because I'm having a little trouble with that Sixers game. Okay. They have a lot of guys on their team that were cheap on opening day. You know, right. um, mm-hmm. Samson was like mint price. He went off. Sure. Okafor had a great game, and he wasn't all that expensive. Mm-hmm. My problem is they go up against Utah. Yeah. And Oof. Utah has a really good defense, and they play at a really slow pace. Like, I remember last year for like a stretch of like a month, a month and a half once uh, – you know the Stifle Tower started. uh, You know, starting and playing thirty minutes a game. Yep. The spreads on their games were in like the one eighties yeah. every day. Which, if you're not a big like NBA spread or betting on the total guy, mm-hmm. um, that's really low. Yeah, super. Like, low. That's really low. And
1: take a look and at it, what they did on, on Wednesday, ninety-two to eighty-seven. So it's not a fun time. Listen, this is what I'm going to tell you. You're. I'm glad you asked this question because I have a strong opinion on it. Um, basically you just don't play people in the post against favors and go bear that's the top defensive front line okay. in mm-hmm. in in the nba so dfs I, I don't care who it is i mean uh, i don't want to use them you could always find probably a, a better pivot option even if you're talking about like cousins to me is maybe one of the few only safe like monster points um, paint defenders because he's the best center in nba who's just m- absolutely matchup proof all mm-hmm. right aside from that i don't still want to mess with it it's not worth it Gobert and Favors are absolute monsters down low, and you're right about like, like I just said, 87 to 92 against Wednesday, uh, um, against Detroit. Now, having said that, um, Drummond actually had a pretty decent game in that spot, you know, 18 and 10. But I don't know if that's you. You feel uh, he, with two he, blocks,
2: he like, had a really he had a really bad start to that game. though. No, he picked yeah. up some garbage time stuff because he he was looking like a, a big fail at the beginning.
1: Yeah. So, but overall spe- speaking, I mean, um, especially we're talking GPPs here. You're not feeling great about that situation. So, um, and. That defense also, you know, even though we're talking about paint defense, that translates over to the point guard position as well. So I'm more inclined to take a shot against people like, you know, Trey Birkin uh, around like Nito or Nato. I don't mm-hmm. know how you pronounce his last name. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. But um, you could make a case there. But still, you you're still have those, you know, you are have problems getting to the rack. I guess that front line there as well yeah. if, you're, if you're a point guard. So it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be like. More across the board fades than not for the most part, and I'm just fading the the, the big men across the board. So that means no for um, for Okafor, and if you want to take a shot on Cannon, I'm okay because the price is right. But I don't think that you're that you're going to get the GPP upside that you're really looking for. I'm probably going to try to just pivot elsewhere.
2: Now I know we're not really talking about them right now, but how would Nerlens Noel fall into that for you? Because that's a guy that I'm I'm like really struggling with because I don't like the matchup for him. But, again, he's not a guy that really relies on points for his fantasy points either, you know? Like, he gets it, steals, rebounds. So he's somebody that, like... I've kind of been kicking around, and I don't really know what to do with.
1: I'm just going to I'm just gonna sit him on the sidelines since we'll see how legit he is if he's really leveled up in Season 3 for him. It's like a great first game against Boston, you know, with 14 and 12, with two assists, three steals, and two blocks. That's a monster line, yeah. especially for the price tag you get. I just don't want it against Gobert. I don't want to go yeah. up against no, the top you know? So. Yeah, I could see it. All right. Well, I'll be, we could obviously be wrong, you know. You know, everybody can have their breakout game, but Utah number one defense in the second half last season in the NBA after they traded away Enos Cantor. That should tell you everything you need to know about Rudy Gobert. Okay, you want to play Gobert, you don't want to play against Gobert. There you have it. All right, shooting guard. Now let's go ahead and move on. Top cash play, top GPP for you.
2: All right. Well, obviously, I mean, again, James Harden, whenever he's on the slate, is going to be up there towards the top. He's always expensive, but. Just based on his ceiling, his ceiling is, you know, so much higher. Shooting guard, yeah. yeah. And, and by a wide margin, right. too. Like, there are very few other guys that could get up into the 60, 70 points like he has done on occasion, you know, at points in last season. So he's always number one. He's always someone you got to look at. Um, some other guys that I'm interested in here, though. I do like Oladipo a little bit against OKC. Now, let me ask you this question, because here's where I'm having a little bit of trouble. Okay. Do you think that they put, they're playing OKC in this game, so do you think that Oladipo probably winds up guarding Westbrook? Because I think that basically the defense for Orlando, their point guard defense has been atrocious for a while. It
1: would make more and sense for them to do so, I honestly yeah, believe, I don't,
2: because I can't see Peyton being on
1: him. Yeah, I mean, Peyton's actually a pretty decent defender overall, but this is what I'm going to say. Like, it just makes more sense for him to match up against, like, um, Roberson or Morrow, whoever's on the floor. Uh, mm-hmm. on the on the wing aside from him and put the old depot is a um he's he's a uh team usa finalist not a team usa player but you know like the one of the guys who comes to the training camps in the the group of 30 you, you know that gets to play against the people who are going to really be on the team that's how mm-hmm. much uh you know stock he has as a two-way player so i do like old depot and i think it definitely makes more sense to him for him to be matched up against russell westbrook having said that um I'm fine with both players. I think you're going to see a uh, Do you have a total on this game by the way?
2: Um, uh, you know what? I actually do. They literally posted them as we had Kim on the air. What are you using
1: are, of- for for totals by the way? Cuz lines.com is not good about having days uh, lines out a, a day ahead of time. They were, I use
2: Yeah, I use Vegas <clears throat> Excuse me. I use Vegas Insider okay. basically. Right. I, they post like the opening line and then they give you like five or six different sports books, so mm-hmm. I I feel like it's a good mixture of it
1: all. I like um, lines.com for same day, but um, I have used Vegas Insider uh, a bunch in the past yeah. for NFL, so
2: they have the total on the Orlando OKC game. They have at two oh six right now with OKC favored by seven and a half.
1: Okay, all right, so that's so that's pretty decent overall. So yeah, I I think it's going to be that's uh, like you like you said paced up. It'd be a pretty good uh, uh, paced up game overall. So yeah, I'm in there. All right, um, so uh, GPPs for you. Who else? Or you know, is there any other cash options besides Harden? Is because I, I, I feel like if you're in on Harden, then you've basically, you know, you've made your your lock um, expensive pick. Unless you find um, a bunch of guys at some value plays that you can definitely stump for in in cash. Harden is your number one guy, and then everybody else is going to have to be mid range for the most part. Yep. Um,
2: well, if you decide that you want to go cheap. There's somebody who I've been meaning to talk about that we were talking about a little bit before the show. Okay. And I want to actually get your opinion on him and that's Cantavius Caldwell-Pope, right? Cuz right now <clears throat> this guy's playing an absolute ton of minutes a game, mm-hmm. um you know, well over 30, and you know, like we had been saying before the show, he is pretty much a one-category guy. You know, he's a he's kind of a one-trick pony. Basically, the only thing he does to get his fantasy points is score. But right now he's been scoring pretty well and playing a lot of minutes. And the thing that I also like about him, which is you know opposite of James Harden, is mm-hmm. he's very cheap. So if you do put him in your lineup, he's going to be somebody that you know can really uh, you know can really give you money to spend at other positions. And actually, we haven't mentioned this guy yet either. And I'll let you gush about him because I know he's your boy too. Yeah. But are we considering C.J. McCollum a point guard like he is on DraftKings or a shooting guard like he is on FanDuel? Because uh, whichever one he is, he needs to get talked about.
1: Right. Well, both is the answer. You play him in okay. both sites. There, there's yes. answer number one. Two, I think the appropriate designation is Rainmaker. Okay, so if you <laughs> look look for the DSS site that has like the, the Rainmaker right next to utility, and then that's where you put C.J. McCollum. Okay, so now that we have that covered, now back to your KCP uh, thing. KCP is first of all strictly GPP only, okay. And he needs to make it rain in order for he is a streaky guy. So I I understand where you're, where why you'd be interested in the play. Here's the uh, cold water that you that you that we have to serve for this guy. Okay, go ahead, give it to me. Matched up against Chicago. All right, Jimmy Butler in the uh... in the two hole number one in DVP against uh, opposing shooting guards. Okay, so and. I'm I'm two ways about it. People can tell me that, um, you know, put some stock in DVP, or to be, you could, people can tell me like, listen, people take DVP way too far, and you need to, you know, account for pace and the overall team defensive concept, and you know what I mean. Because shooting guard is not you. We, as you and I always know, when if you, anybody who watches the NBA, shooting guard is not always responsible for shooting guard on, on the you know offensive or defensive side of the floor. There's switches. There's pick and rolls. That's why people. Some people think DVP is way overvalued, or sometimes even a sham, and they have a point. You know, you understand better than anybody else as a basketball coach that, you know, defense is a team team sport. And you know, but having said that, we, you and I both know that Jimmy Butler is a legit two way player and a problem on defense. He's a, oh yeah, he's a three playing the two, and they've decided to make Tony Snell the three, which is fine for me. I actually think he would. Um, Uh, Jimmy Butler would be better off guarding the monster threes in the game, like the LeBrons and the Paul Georges and the like, but whatever you want to do it, they have him slotted at the two and guarding twos right now. That's a problem for KCP and that makes him a fade in my mind. So, Um, okay all right though uh let's talk about some some gpp flyers Though, i'm i'm on i think you're on the right track though because you'll see like three or four five game stretches where kcp looks like he's reggie miller or ray allen or something like that then he'll disappear off the face of the earth and you're like well they're about to start jody meeks any day now so um i i i think it goes both ways um taking sliding down the list here who can we save some money at the shooting guard position and uh still make a case for for our friday lineups
2: well, like I said, I mean, if, you know, CJ McCollum's still cheap, you, he, he's basically an auto play. play yeah. you, you just put him in there right. and move on He's from, cash GPP. From there.
1: He's he's max exposure right now, in my mind. So, yeah. okay, I'm with you there. Um, um, Now we're talking GPP plays right now? Yeah, I think because okay, for so, cash, I can only make a couple cases for a few, in my mind. I don't think... Yeah, so... Well, this is my thing, too. Like, I'll, I'll have one cash lineup for the most part, and I'm not coming off of it, so... Um, I'm either going to pay up for Harden, or I'm using CJ McCollum, depending on which site we're talking about here. And I think you can make a case for um, for Oladipo, and then after that, I, th- I think we're in GPP territory. Are you with me there?
2: Yeah, I would pretty much agree. Where I didn't pay up for, you know, where I'm not planning on paying up for Harden or, or on sites where I can't get CJ there, um, Oladipo's about the only other guy who I'm really kind of looking at and giving consideration to. Okay. Um, but some guys that you can use for a tournament... Uh, you got uh, Clay Thompson going up against Houston. You know it's going to be a paced up game there. Um, I don't care what anybody says. James Harden is not a good defensive player. He's not. Uh, he he doesn't even seem like he tries that much on that side of the floor. So with Clay running off all these screens, I think there's going to be a lot of them that he just yells switch or you know, gets over slow, and if Clay gets a couple open looks, I think he could have a better game than he had in the opener. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jimmy Butler always in play, especially if his price doesn't come up. Like, he hasn't been overly expensive. I feel like he's been in a good spot.
1: Uh, Dude, but, but by the way, really quickly, just like as a pick up basketball note switch is what you yell when you just got beat by some by your defender You right? either that like, or
2: when you get like when you get old like me and you're playing with the young kids mm-hmm, out there who yeah. have more energy to run yeah, around i, I just kind of you know i just got to say switch on everything because yeah. they'll go chase <laughs> yeah. let them go chase i'll save yeah. my energy for the other side of the floor right
1: I mean, it was like you know you say switch he's already two two steps past you then he hits a layup and you're like dude i said switch I know, like you that know. was not you. <laughs> <laughs> you look at him with yeah. your hands up. Um, right.
2: Okay, but yeah, I mean, up at the top, you know, Jimmy Butler's been cheap enough that he's somebody that I've been, uh, you know, looking at and considering. Yeah. I know D S- Wade had a big. 100. Yeah, I know D Wade had a big first game, but I'm not really looking that way. Are you against Cleveland? I mean, not that it's a tough matchup altogether, but I just can't trust D Wade at this point.
1: I don't trust D Wade like in season long for sure, but from a day to day basis, if he if he's active, did you know that he was. Um, like number one among shooting guards in usage rate last year, I didn't know that. I knew yeah, that had, I would. I would believe that. I didn't know. I knew he had like a super high usage when he was on the floor. So, th- I I think I have to like just reserve some of my venom and hate that I normally have for Dwayne Wade in season long because I just hate him so much in season long. Okay, but aside from that, for sixty seven hundred, I think he's mispriced on DK. So uh, I don't. Yeah,
2: that's see. That was the day. Like him and Kobe. I don't really want to play either one of them, but the price is really enticing. Like it kind of almost says, "Like, come on, put me in your lineup, buddy." Kobe, is, like,
1: Kobe you know. has quickly reminded everybody he's in full Jack mode. By the way, twenty-one eight for twenty-one game one. Yeah. You know what but I mean? It, like,
2: I, I mean, do you not expect that to continue though? Like, I, I don't was, think he's going to stop shooting.
1: You, you know, I well, nobody should think that. You know, for me, foolishly, I had the hope that he was going to go um, dime dropper. You know, we talked about this earlier. The, uh, like, yeah, no. No, not at all. Okay, he homeboy is getting his shots the rest of the way as long as he's in. He's like, this, this is my last season. I'm going out with the house on fire. So yep. oh, yeah. The, the, so for from a volume perspective, um, 6,400. I'm fine with either of those two plays because you know they're both gonna take a a good volume of shots. Um, and having said that too, you know what Kobe and Dwayne Wade both do? They take. Strajic off the board for me. They take D'Angelo Russell off the board, Jordan Clarkson mm-hmm. off the board. All these yep. guys that we thought might be like sneaky value options. Yep. They basically Wade and Kobe have to be on the lineup for you to make a case, a, a strong case at least in GPPs. Well, G, it doesn't matter. GP, if they're not a GPP play, they're obviously not a cash play. Mm-hmm. So um, th- those guys are marginalizing the um, wings and point guards around them. So that's something that you need to keep away, uh, keep in mind when considering rostering any of these guys, teammates in Wade and Kobe Bryant. So um, there you have that. Um, I'm going to just go quick rapid fire on these guys and you can just give me like a yay or nay for GPP. Okay. Um, Eric Gordon for 5,200. Yeah. Okay. Um, Monte for 7K. Nope. <laughs> Some serious Monte. Hate.
2: Nope. No, I, honestly, it, it's, it's mostly because he's not hundred percent healthy. and you know until he gets back into the flow of it at some point this season the answer to that question will be yes at that price but not right now
1: all right last one uh danny green 5100
2: who's their matchup i I don't yeah i mean i I think you can you know he's pretty cheap you know he gets minutes he puts up some points gets some rebounds yeah i think that's okay it's not too expensive
1: okay and one guy i just want to tell people to, to like throw in your back pocket because he's getting minutes off the bench and he's Jack and Shots, Marco Bellinelli for thirty seven hundred on on DraftKings. Yeah, uh, that's cheap. Yeah, super cheap enough for you to make a case as as a in a guard spot um on, on DraftKings uh, if you really want to gamble and sort of create some differentiation. Not a super recommended play, but a, that there's my home run play for you. All right. All right. Before we dive into the small forward position here, Benny, I want to let you know that if you're staring at your weekly fantasy opponent and thinking to yourself, "I would love to challenge just one of his players, but not his entire team," but your fantasy sports service doesn't allow you to. Well, now you can with the all new No Halftime app. The No Halftime app allows you to create individual challenges using players or teams. So, for example, you can pit ODB versus Megatron, LeBron versus Mellow, Trout versus A Rod. Creating a challenge just takes seconds, and accepting challenges are even easier. So now, halftime challenges can always be private or public and created for the nfl nba mlb nhl college football college basketball and other sports join today and get started real money and fancy supremacy awaits you visit nohalftime.com for more information and download the no halftime app for your iphone and android service receive a bonus by entering the promo code rotowire at sign up no halftime with a fantasy sports season never takes a break all right break time's over for us benny small forwards give me your top cash and gpp plan
2: uh depending on price I'm going to try to make sure I have some Kawhi Leonard in my lineups. Yes sir. Yes sir. I don't yeah, I don't think I'm going to want to pay up for the LeBron and Durant if I can get that discount on Kawhi Leonard. He is an absolute stud. Mm. So uh he is going into a bunch of my lineups.
1: Yeah. I was uh, on uh 120 Sports uh yesterday and I said give me Kawhi with a $2500 coupon off of the price of KD. And yeah. you did w- very well for yourself. If that's what you employed, seventy-four hundred on the Wednesday slate. So there's a nice little reference point. I'm expecting there to be. There's never too much of a price adjustment from one day to the next. So he might. I'm sure he'll he'll be a, a few hundred dollars, um, you know, more expensive, but not enough for me to get off of him for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Now, now um, depending on what site you're playing on, if we're still going to have this ridiculous farce that Nikolai Miritich is a fifty-five yeah. hundred dollar yeah. player on FanDuel at yeah. small forward. He's just an autoplay. You just put him in your lineup and you don't look back right 6K now.
1: Six K I'm playing him, sixty five hundred I'm playing him. Where does yeah. he have to get to be like, okay, now he's appropriately placed for for DK for as an example?
2: Um well DK it's a little different because he's a power forward spot and there are there are other options. No, but on FanDuel, yeah. yeah, on FanDuel at fifty five hundred he's automatic, six thousand he's probably automatic. Here's here's what would give me pause and I would really have to sit down and like look at the per minute numbers. He's not going to get 36 minutes of a game most of the time. They're rotating a lot of those big guys in. They have four or five of them that are, you know, all pretty good in Chicago. So he's not going to play 36 minutes a night. So you got to tick that down a little bit, okay. but the production that he's had, I mean, I would probably say Somewhere between 65 and 7 would be where I'd have to kind of stop and look. But if you give me like 61, 63 on him on, on FanDuel, yeah. I think I can safely assume 30, 35 points um, and put him in my lineup in most matchups.
1: All right, I like it. Uh, that makes some sense to me. All right, now, um, so I'm going to go th- just through the list here on a couple of these guys, and um, you tell me your, your thoughts um, okay. so make sure I have the appropriate. I keep sorting to the or to the wrong day. All right, and here we go. Okay, R- Rudy Gay against Kobe, and uh, f- price reference seventy-seven hundred on Wednesday.
2: It's it's kind of borderline for me. Okay, that one. Um, I like like I don't think Rudy Gay is gonna have a bad game, but I just think he's a little bit pricey. All
1: right. Um, he, one of my favorite plays, and I and um, I think I have him on both sides. So I don't, I don't want to steer you in the wrong direction, but um, Danilo Gallinari for 5,800 in terms of Wednesday uh, pricing for DraftKings.
2: Yeah, I mean, if, I had him yesterday too. If he's still cheap, yeah. you put him in your lineup. I mean, with no Wilson Chandler there now either, there's nobody that's going to take minutes from him. And uh-huh. you know, he can he fills up a stat sheet. He looks for a shot. They look to get him the ball. You know, Is their yeah, best I mean,
1: offensive option? In, yeah,
2: he should be priced higher than this at some point during the season.
1: Yeah, uh, he, he's um he's gonna probably make my value play article on Friday for and you can check that out on rotowire.com. I'll be writing the um I'll be writing it Friday night, but it'll be the Sunday Saturday, Saturday Fanduel value plays. So keep an eye on that. Twenty three and just twenty three and eight, no big deal for yep. Gallo for at at bargain basement values. That's cash and GPP eligible in my mind um and there'll probably be a little bit of adjustment but not enough for me to get off of him mm-hmm. um by the way for people who are interested too i think we i score sort of skipped over him because i saw the wrong number and it just made me set this guy aside but for point guards mudier with 17 and 9 and 5 rebounds mudier is going to be beastly from from go okay i don't think you're going to get a ton of threes which you would want to add obviously to his game but I'm telling you right now, we got Ch- Tyreek Evans 2.0 out here in Denver. He's going to be a do-it-all point guard and you might don't be surprised if you see a couple triple-doubles sprinkled in here in the mix. So You almost had one last night actually. Um did what did he play Thursday too?
2: No, um Moody I am saying. He had yeah, double-digit yeah. double digit points, nine assists, 11 turnovers. He almost had a triple-double. <laughs> double. I
1: think he had seven turnovers. You're, you're. No, I,
2: I'm almost positive it was double digits.
1: Like you, I'll double check, but I'm okay, almost. You bothered. double check. I heard it was seven turnovers. So I mean, I could be wrong, but it, either way, are you with me on A though? The, the price is not going to stay low for long. What What is the price that he was at the uh, other day? Let me double check. Um, is he? Put shoot, it this way: If he, based is he on shooting the numbers, guard? Oh no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, based
2: on the numbers that you threw out, if he's less than. 5K on DraftKings, I think, you know, he would be probably like a 52, 5400 player based on those numbers.
1: Uh, why can't I see the prices? Oh, because I didn't press update. That's that's a problem for me. Pressing update, <laughs> 5700.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a tad pricey, but not too bad because I think that should be. Who do they have in that game? Uh, Minnesota, right? So that should be a paced up game. I think that would be all right. He should be right around value. I just don't see him having like. I don't see him going, like, 27 points and 10 assists or something and really, like, smashing through his value. But he could he could get you in the, uh, you know, 30 to 40 range. He could do that.
1: Um, well, they matched up against Denver, which we know is a top-five DBP matchup. I'm in. I'm in for Friday, so... Um, write that guy down. I'm I'm with you that you don't have to rock him every single time, but I think he's 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 not a six K point guard, a sub six K point guard. I think you're gonna see him priced into the seven Ks s- soon enough, and he's got multi category value, um, including the turnovers. <laughs> so,
2: including the turnovers, <laughs> yeah.
1: Quadruple doubles. Quadruple, yeah. Bring it. Okay. Uh, where were we at before we decided to veer uh, well small, off track?
2: Sub, some of the small forwards. Uh, okay. Yes or no? We talked about uh, Gallinari was okay.
1: the last one. Uh, Wiggy you're going wiggins here yeah i mean I, it's matched I was, up against gallo so that's good
2: yeah like i i feel like i want to be but he was he looked bad last night like he almost kind of looked like he wasn't interested i don't know he, so he, i'm gonna give him another i'm gonna give him another chance because i i think the kid is talented and he had some big games last year but you know i i want to see more out of him than i saw last night
1: okay fair enough um I'm trying to find my price reference for Wiggins. DraftKings, I believe he's small forward, if I'm correct. Am I correct? Yes.
2: No, I think he is small forward. I'm almost positive.
1: He is a small forward, even though. Um, I want
2: to say he was like 64 yesterday, but like, I could be wrong. Somewhere in that range, I think.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll double check that. I, want to, I don't want to hold up just looking for price here. Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, your boy, Jakar Sampson. Uh, out there in, uh, in Philadelphia. Well, hey,
2: listen, you know, I mean, you know, people are cringing right now, but the guy's 3K. Yeah. So if you can get, and even, you know, even a projection systems I'm looking at for Friday, have him with over 20 points. So if you can get a guy with 3K and put him in your lineup, if he can get you 20 points, 25 points, you know, he's gotten you seven to eight points per thousand dollars of cost and allowed you to go and pay up for a Harden or an Anthony Davis or a DeMarcus Cousins or a Steph Curry. Um, if that's if that's the contribution that he gives me to my lineup, getting me seven or eight times his value and letting me get that big superstar that I want, what's wrong with him?
1: There's nothing wrong with him. That's, that's, that's a good point. The only problem I hate is I hate the matchup against Utah. We've talked about that. But um, you don't need very much... Uh, overall like, yeah. eight and, like eight and seven pays off the price price tag um, yeah like i
2: wouldn't want to pay up for guys against utah but a value play is a value play right. i mean this guy needs to score like you know like you said if you get you like eight or nine points a couple assists a couple rebounds maybe a steal and a block shot boom next thing you know you got your 20 points mm-hmm. and you know you save three or four thousand dollars to pay up from you know a mid-range player to the you know the studs that we mentioned.
1: Right, it's about creating a bigger hole with the sum of the parts even though you have a, a spare tire plugged in somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to do with GPPs is find plays find plans that'll um, hit some value for you. Now, other side of the court here, Utah Rodney all good in the hood. No, not for me. <laughs> is he too much of a one category jacker for you? I just want to know what Yeah, I just
2: we're... I I don't see I don't see his floor as safe. Like I think he has a ceiling and he's cheap, like, he could have one of those games where he scores a lot of points and does a bunch of other things, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't think he's consistent enough that I would even want a chance rolling him out there because I think that there are guys cheaper who I like more and guys that I would just rather pay up before I use them.
1: Okay, I think it's G- GPP home run territory. 3900 on DraftKings uh, for the Wednesday slate, so can make a case. That's all I'm going to say. And it is Philly, so... Something to consider. Philly is like you know, Philly is like the, the um, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers stack in the NFL right now. You know, like you try to figure out how many plays you can get in against them, and because uh, you know that the, the it's like the it's like Coors Field. It's the baseball Coors <laughs> Field. It's Coors Field. It's, 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 it's yeah. James Winston. You know, it's uh yeah, it's that it's that sort of defense. It's the Cleveland Browns. You know, um, against the run, it's all of those things combined. All right, uh, let's move over to power forward here. Top cash. Top GPP for Friday. You know, I'm actually
2: not really loving a lot at this position today.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I, I kind of have a feeling that you know, like if I'm playing on DraftKings, I mean, Miritich is going to be somebody who I look at.
1: Auto. Um, yeah. yeah,
2: he's definitely somebody, somebody in there. Yeah. Um, I'm actually a bigger fan of Derek Favors than I think most people are. And if his price doesn't come up, uh, he's definitely somebody else I'm going to look at. But honestly, I've kind of been looking at some of the punt options. Uh, like, I used Chris Humphrey last night. He's somebody that I think I wouldn't mind rolling back out there tonight.
1: Now you're going to Humphrey, dog? But
2: yeah, he, he's just so cheap. He was – I think he was below 4,000 on DraftKings, so I figured I need to get about 20 points out of him. 39? And Yeah. And okay. he, you know, he, he basically is able to do that for you. So if you're looking to spend up at other positions, which is kind of the way that I think I've you, been looking at some of these, you know, he's a guy that I've been looking at. You,
1: you hit almost – um. Twenty points here on um, like FanDuel or DraftKings. There, eleven points, six rebounds, one steal. So that is like about the price tag. So didn't burn yep. you, didn't hit a home run for you. I, I think it's fine. As if you're if you need to to spend all the way down. Julius Randle, um I'm a fan overall. He, the, the only the the problem is not him. The problem is Kobe, as we mentioned. But mm-hmm. you look at they put up two twenty three in that game. Uh, for, for a complete total and Julius Randle, fifteen eleven with two assists. The only thing he's not going to do is because he's a little bit undersized. It, undersized, just at six nine, he's so, sort of small four four. Is block shots for you. Uh, so there's that. Now just let's just reiterate this one more time here. Um, Nico Miritich, how much exposure, cash and GPP?
2: Uh if his price doesn't get you know jacked up a lot, I'm gonna say he'll be on you know a, a- Deci- I mean, I usually only roll one cash lineup, so I can't say for sure mm-hmm. if he'll be on it. But I mean, he's definitely one of the guys that's on my short list right now for that. Yeah. And I, you know, if I roll out five or ten lineups in a, you know, a GPP, mm-hmm. he's probably going to be on at least three or four of them.
1: Okay, he's probably going to be my 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 uh, my cash play because there's just too much upside for the price like i i I could see him easily putting up a similar total fantasy point total to blake griffin who was priced wednesday at 9300 so that's just the case the the problem that i have with going elsewhere is that you just need to get so much more value if you really feel like that's something that's actually going to be you know worth it to you uh in terms of you know overall production one guy that i've i'm I'm buying into this narrative okay you tell me what you think about this all right Mm mm-hmm um, LeBron James says this season that the offense is going to flow and run through Kevin Love in 2015 16, buying or selling that.
2: Okay. Now here's the deal because I was just basically looking at stats and looking at numbers and all that stuff. And it does seem like Love is being more involved in yes. everything there. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm going to say I buy into it right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be the way it is for the entire season, okay. but right now I do feel like they're making an effort to get Kevin Love more involved offensively.
1: 18-8 yeah. and eight with four assists and two blocks. You don't expect the blocks much, but um, we know that Kevin Love is a monster rebounder. Um, in that spot, so, uh, and he's, actually, the rebounding has definitely taken a hit once he's gotten to Cleveland, because they have, they have a strong front line, LeBron James is a very good rebounder, Mozgov is, uh, is a, is a glass cleaner, and so is uh, Tristan Thompson and Barajal, so, it is sort of capped by that spot, but I also like what they, what happened here in game two, 17 and 7, 7 for 14 shots, has, uh, I believe, uh, this, this, this in game two he had more shots shot attempts than anybody else, and that game got a ha- got out of hand quick. So he only played twenty eight minutes. Um, so um, that's fine uh, for me. I think as long as he sits in the seventy five hundred range. If I don't slide down to Nico, uh, to, to Nico or Nico gets priced up into the 7K, which I think is eventually going to happen quite quickly, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be looking into Kevin Love if I don't go all the way up to the top to um, to Brow or to Blake Griffin. So double-double uh, potential is very, very important on DraftKings, and Kevin Love definitely has that. Plus, you get the bonuses for threes. And if they're going to let him um, bomb away, especially with Kyrie Irving out of the lineup, I can see a lot of shots flowing through him. Uh, to start the season and it's smart i think well you know what lebron is all if you buy what's happening with him he's basically trying to get as much rest as possible during the regular season so he can be strong for the playoffs and that makes a lot of sense for him to be like all right we're going to throw the load on kevin love so i buy, i'm buying it for right now i just don't know how much higher than 7500 i want to be in yes probably up to 8k ish um, and then after that we're going to be talking about who who's the best matchup all right, let's go um, yay or nay here. Uh, are you ready for some rapid fire with some power forwards? Sure, go ahead. All right, uh, Julius Randall Wednesday, price reference, 4800
2: Yeah, at that price, definitely.
1: Okay, uh, let's see here. Greg Monroe, facing Washington, gets um, Gortat as his defensive matchup. Uh, let's see here. Wednesday, price reference, 7100
2: I'm going to say no for two reasons. Washington usually plays lower scoring Mm -hmm. games. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're not a bad defensive team and they keep the pace slow. And also I had heard something about, you know, basically the reason why Henson didn't play more minutes was because Monroe was playing so well that the coach just decided to stick with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's a little bit of a concern too. So with a tough matchup with him probably having high ownership off a good game, I'm going to say no. All
1: right. David Lee, Harvey Oswald. Um. Matched up against Toronto, so uh, who is that? I, um, it's it's not Amir Johnson anymore. Um, who are they rolling at the four? It's not Patrick you know Patterson. know what? I have
2: to I have to look right now. I do. Have, I thought it was Patterson. Is it Scola right now? <clears throat> oh God! Then I actually would say yes.
1: Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Hold on, hold on. I'm looking right now. All right.
2: Um, yesterday at the four, yes, yeah, Scola started, but he only played 17 minutes. Um, Patterson played 19 minutes like, and you know, it kind of almost seemed like they basically went like with the four guards on the outside for most of the game.
1: You know what that means? That means that's going to be a good, like 2015 <laughs> defensive spot. Cause Scola um, is not a good defender. He's a, he's a, he's a, an above average offensive player at the power forward position, but, um, you know, that's, that's a, a spot to target. So I, I that's going to be a point of interest for me going forward. So note that down in your notebook david Leaf, 5400 wednesday price um it's going to be interesting for me mm-hmm. um let's slide a little bit further down here ursan Ilyasova, sova he's looks like he's going to draw Pau gasol no Pau gasol is playing the five so oh so he's gonna he's gonna get nico it's gonna be bomber versus bomber
2: I mean he, you know he hits a couple threes for you. he does some stuff. If he's cheap enough, I guess you can use him as a flyer. He, he's, he's been playing the minutes, so he should get you you know 20 fantasy points, maybe a few more than that, 25, something like that.
1: Okay. Um, and then Clint Capella's the last name I want to throw your way. You, we had this talk about Capella off <coughs> air uh, yesterday, and you know he's getting the start, not getting a ton of like minutes of production, but no one really does it center, not even Dwight Howard. so should we be interested or not?
2: Yeah, if he stays min-priced, I used him yesterday at min-priced on DraftKings. I think he got like 22 fantasy points or something like that. That's value. Again, yeah. you can yeah, you find a three thousand dollar guy who's going to get you 20 points. You put him in there, and then you're able to pay up for somebody else. I mean, I think I even used him in cash yesterday, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Nine point seven rebounds, two steals, three blocks. There you go. There's your 20 points right there. And you know what yep. he does? He had he's not too far away from double double upside. They actually got housed by Denver by 20 points so there's a there was a decent chance that he could have got you know 30 minutes and then actually got to double double territory and then you get the bonus on DraftKings. so uh something to keep in mind all right and finally let's go ahead and wrap a bow on this show here benny at the center position top cash top gpp
2: uh let's see center position what do i have down here um the marcus cousin plays on friday night doesn't he yes he does Okay, so then he's somebody that's definitely in play. Okay. Um, you definitely got to like him.
1: I think <clears> I'm going to <throat> say this, and call me a, uh, a Kings homer if you want. I don't really think I'm being here, a homer in this spot. He is in tier by himself at center. That's all I want to yes. say.
2: Well, that's what I said. It, it's like the old joke, like, you know, are you going to play uh, Westbrook tonight when Durant is out? Well, do they have a game tonight? Yeah. Okay, then I'm playing him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, right. it's pretty much automatic with that. Uh, I think that. Drummond is also in a pretty good spot. I don't think that Chicago's center defense with Pau Gasol down there is as good as it is um, you know, with the healthy and younger Joe Kim Noah. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, Drummond's been putting up some big numbers. I think you can still look
1: his way. You can still look to
2: use him in that spot.
1: Yeah, and just quickly to reference that point too, this is a spot where you don't want to use two thousand fourteen D V P at center um, to, to create your reference point for what Chicago's capable of. They're like slightly above average for two 2000- thousand uh, I'm if I'm sorting this correctly, maybe I'm not sorting this correctly. Um, they were actually top ten in in DVP at center position last year. You don't want to use that reference point because there was a lot of Joachim Noah in the mix uh, there at at the center pot. There was some Paul Gasol, uh, you know, and um, it's. A different situation and, and, a, and a different front line. And the and the defense that happens at center also changes when you change the power forward out with Nico Meritage, who's going to be on the wing probably more than he is uh, going to be defending the paint. Uh, so, uh, or rebounding um, in, in the paint. So all that factors in, and that's why another reason that you sort of have to understand the wrinkles of DVP when you're talking about um, using that stat for 2015-16. So just wanted to throw that out there. All right, please continue. Yeah,
2: um, to be honest with you, up at the top end, those are probably the two guys that I'm looking at. And I think I'm going to wind up spending up, you know, on one of those two guys on all my roster cause. Some of the guys in the mid-range that I would usually look to, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Okafor had a big game. He'd be somebody that people are going to be like, ooh, we should use Okafor. But he's going up against Utah, so you don't want to mess with him going up against that Gobert defense. You know, same thing with with New Orleans Noel in that spot. You know, he's listed as a center on some sites. Not really something I want to mess with. Um, You know, so there's a lot of guys that aren't in great spots. You got uh, Al Jefferson going up against uh, Horford. You know, Horford's not really playing a, you know, a ton of ton of minutes at a high price. So he's somebody I'm kind of off. Jefferson would be somebody I'm kind of off. Let me actually get your opinion on one guy because he's basically the entire offense. And the Spurs center defense with an old man, Tim Duncan, in the middle is not all that great. And if you look at that roster now that they got rid of Tiago Splitter... Like, I think Baris Dia was, like, the backup center yesterday or something. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm being serious. Like, know, I'm, I'm know. joking, but I'm being serious. You know, I know you like, are.
1: I just, yeah, I'm not so, laughing at the, the the comment. I'm laughing at the fact that that's what they have on. Yeah, field.
2: like, that's, I mean, uh, you know, if I was looking at the box score, right, I'm like, who is the other big guy on this team? It's, it's basically, like the two biggest guys on the team are DL and actually Kyle Anderson might even be bigger than DL. So they have, he's probably like uh, the second biggest guy that they have out
1: there. It's, it's ugly. It's uh Matt Bonner is in the mix also. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So I think whatever Brooke it is, Lopez, you're not interested. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Brooke Lopez, you, you got to at least consider because he's got a good matchup and he's basically the entire offense for the
1: Nets right now. I'm fine with that. I'm definitely, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with, with Brooke Lopez. Here's the other thing too. Like, um, Brooke Lopez, people don't know this, but he's a, he's a, a fairly efficient inside outside guy. He can hit a 15 foot jumper. So, um, uh, and you, you take a look at who else is on offense. We know Joe Johnson is, you know, 47 years old and I don't know. I wanted to also find out like what happened to Jarrett Jack, uh, yesterday in this matchup. Were you paying attention to this at well, all? Jack, Jack was out. Shane Larkin started. Okay. So that that's, was, yeah. And then I, they had Markel Brown playing down the stretch. Too. Yeah,
2: I don't so. know what the deal was with Jack or why he was out. Like, I didn't hear anything about it until I started looking over stuff, like, two days ago. And I'm like, oh, look at this. The Nets just decided that Jack wasn't going to play on the opening. I was like, hmm, that's funny.
1: Okay, yeah, so full practice on Thursday for Jared Jack. He um, was battling a hamstring. So there's the update on, on Jared Jack. Oh, okay. Jack. Okay, so now we both know. All right, um, so um for me just to sort of get to where i'm, I'm i like brooke lopez um i'm i'm fine with him it's terms of like if you want to anchor your, your your roster in that spot i don't know if i want like a ton of exposure toward towards Brook lopez at the center position uh price reference for him uh 7200 fine with that i think it's fair and fine rudy gobert against philly i think you got to be interested and you need to take a look we know that uh philadelphia coming to the last season here dead last um in fancy points allowed to opposing centers so there's some serious dvp for you there should that change with okafor yeah but um okafor is also a rookie who is not necessarily known for his defense there as well so um the other problem they have is that the help defense around Nerlens noel slash okafor is so bad overall isaiah cannon is not known as a defender they have nick Stauskis on the floor and then we also talked about like you know jakar Sampson, all these guys um jeremy grant helps the defense but he's actually not the starter long term overall he's um robert covington who's you know not a defensive star by any means so they just have problems overall in defense and so there's another spot that you should sort of take a look at too early in the season opposing centers against uh, philadelphia or, Everybody against Philadelphia in all reality. But I think you're going to be able to derive some value with uh, Rudy Gobert at the center position for Friday. All right. Um, let's go some yay or nay here. Um, hot take style. You ready? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Al Jefferson against Atlanta. No. All right. Carl Anthony Towns against Denver and Joffrey Lavernier. Carl Anthony no. Towns had a nice little game. Uh, I yeah like, 6200 price for is that too expensive for what he's giving you right now?
2: I, to be honest, I think it's about where he should be, but I think that there's no upside there at that price. Okay. Like that's why I say no to be honest with you is I just I don't think like you're getting a deal on him at 6200. I think 6200 is
1: What kind of know, what kind of line does CarNation's towns need to start producing for you to become interested in?
2: Well, to get over Let's see the payoff sixty two hundred on is it, wait, is this on FanDuel? are we talking or DraftKings?
1: Sixty two hundred I've been giving you DK prices. So
2: Yeah, so sixty two hundred on DraftKings, I need about 37, 38 points out of him. So I need you know, twenty points and thirteen or fourteen rebound slash assists with, you know, a steal or a block.
1: Alright, well you got close in that first game. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, with him. So I'm trying to pull this up here. 14 points, 12 rebounds, uh, for Carl Anthony Towns with one assist. You just need him to do a little bit something else and get more than 10 shots.
2: But that's what I'm saying. He's basically he probably wound up about five times value, right? Which is kind of what you want for a cash game. Maybe a little bit more, but he was short of six times value or more, which is what you really need for a GPP. So I think he's fine at that price. If he was $1,000 cheaper or $500 cheaper, I think I would like him more. At that price, though, I mean, he would need to go, like, 25, assists, and 5 blocks to to give you upside. And I don't know if he does that.
1: Okay, Uh, that's that's a fair analysis. All right. Um, uh, Myers Leonard here against Phoenix.
2: What's his price? It basically comes down to price. It's not like I think this guy's a stud or anything, but... If he's cheap enough, he can put up 20, 25 fantasy points. You know, is he 4,000? I mean, what's he at?
1: 45 on Wednesday.
2: Again, it's it's probably a, a fair price for him. Okay. Um, you know, he, he's probably going to be somewhere in that, you know, 20 to 27 point range. So that's about where you would need him to be at 4,500. So not really a deal, not really a value.
1: All right. And Steven, don't call me Brian Adams uh, for 3,900.
2: Don't they, they have a tough matchup. Don't they? Who, who Orlando? Really do it?
1: No, it's not. Orlando. Yeah, well, Vuce.
2: I mean, Vucevic. Is, Vuce Vuce is, Vuce Vuce is, Vuce could get him in foul trouble. Vucevic Vuce is I a bad defender. That. Yeah, he is a bad defender. But it's not like Adams is a great offensive player. He's going to rebound. And yeah, dunk. he's
1: he's a garbage man. That's true. yeah.
2: He's going to rebound a dunk and finish off like when somebody drives and draws three, and he stands under the basket.
1: Okay. uh um, thirty nine
2: hundred twenty four points. I mean, yeah, if he gets me 10 rebounds, he's basically probably going to get to 10 points to reach value. So it's but not just no, eno-
1: not enough home run upside down. Yeah, what I'm it's,
2: it's, it's another one of those guys. Yeah, like his price is probably a little bit low, but I don't think he's got the chops to go for 40 fantasy points and really pay it off.
1: All right. Um, anybody else that, like, high ceiling, high opportunity, high, like, um, propensity to sort of blow up in your lineup and explode? No, what, what, t- give me give me some guys.
2: Well, let me let me say it this way. Um, what did your boy Lavernier do the other night? He, because he paid
1: off the tag at minimum is what.
2: Yeah, he did. like he he uh, is a guy I wouldn't mind going down and paying three thousand dollars for. Yeah, because um, you know, and people don't realize like how big a difference three thousand versus four thousand is. At three thousand dollars, he needs. 18 points to be a good GPP play, basically. Not a good GPP play, but, like, to keep pace for you.
1: 11 and, and 7 he... with a block and an, an assist. So he's basically there for, for 3K. Yeah, well, that's,
2: I mean, that's even more. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, if you go 11 and 7 with a block and an assist, you're yeah. actually closer to that's
1: like 24
2: 20... points, Yeah, yeah which yeah. is almost 8 times value. Right. So now you're getting added value by using a guy like this and also saving that money to use up. So... If you're looking to, you know, try to, you know, again, like, you know, like Josh was saying before, if you look at one of these guys along with the stud that you would be able to get instead of taking like the two, you know, cheaper guys in the middle range that you would use for, you know, your cash game maybe, if you can approximate or figure that, you know, him and say Boogie Cousins who you pay up for in the same lineup that the upside that the two of those guys can get you is so much higher. Then yeah, it's definitely worth it to use him at three thousand and pay up for that big guy because you're probably going to wind up with more points than if you went with two of the mid range options, like a lot of people try to do in a cash game. All
1: right, I like it. Um, uh, I own him in season long, and I will be taking shots as, as long as he, you love him as long as he hangs around minimum price. So, and the, here's the other thing for upside too. We mentioned the Denver game; that was a game that was out of hand. You know, they win by twenty. He only plays twenty one minutes and pays off that tag. So. Yeah. Um, and he has
2: and he has a paced-up game against Minnesota on, on Friday, too. So there's a lot of upside positives to it. All
1: right. And the one thing I want to say, too, here is Gorye Jang, please, no, guys, okay? Just, like, do yourself a favor uh, uh, and, and don't get involved with, with Gory Jang. There's not enough scoring upside. I know that, you know, people are like think he might be sort of sneaky in some spots because he expects to get, like, closer to starters minutes even though he's coming off the bench behind Kevin Garnett. The guy is like the sixth, sixth option on a five man team on offense, okay? Um, and he and I know he, he's like a, you know people are attracted by the good de- you know free throw shooting and all that stuff. What you're not gonna like what you get when you put when you pay for Gorgijang. So just you can do better, hold yourself to a higher standard and do better than Jang. Uh, hold yourself to a higher standard. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> yeah, it's like friends don't let friends play Jang in DFS. Okay. There it is. Um, the last thing I'll also say too here is in that same vein before, about a um, center that's coming off the bench that will produce for you, you have Enos Cantor at 6,300 who d- um, did a nice amount of damage coming off the bench. And I, I guess Billy Donovan has figured out that this is the role that's going to work for him because the numbers look good for him. I had concerns with Steven Adams. You know, I, I, I thought I just wanted to see 35 minutes and just let him play with you know kd and um westbrook and, and and let him help but 15 and 16 and uh with you know he didn't have any assists blocks or steals but he will chip in at least in the box category from time to now i know he has um like uh raptor arms overall for a center i don't know if did you know that about Cantor by the way
2: i did not know that what do you mean raptor arms?
1: he's got one of the shortest arms for like nba centers like oh, like, like t-, t. Rex. Yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> did, uh, did I say Raptor? I, I, yeah, I meant Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, he has he, he's got T. Rex arms, so he's really not going to swat too many people. But he does block a shot here or there. Enough for him to contribute from that factor. But fifteen and sixteen and twenty four minutes off the bench is strong in a game that was competitive there. So um, I was a little bit worried about Mag soaking up minutes, and he did soak up minutes. He had twenty nine in that game. Um, but Cantor is a guy that you can definitely make a, a case for, especially at sixty three hundred. So good chance to, uh, you know, meet value um, with a bit of upside. As long as you – if you always have, you know, Durant and Westbrook on the floor, you're never going to go for 40. Um, But what I will do too is pay attention to those spots like you talked about last year. Like if you see one of those two get injured or get nicked up for a few games, then that's when I'm jumping in on Cantor for sure. When you know that he gets elevated from like number three option to number two or one option by himself when he's on the court, and you know that the, all the starter, all the rest of the starters are out. So where he made a lot of hay for fantasy owners last season in short spurts when he, um, following the trade when Oklahoma City was t- sort of trying to sneak their way into the playoffs, waiting for KD to come back. So uh, that's the last thing I'll say. Alright, and that is going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast for the Friday NBA Slate. Don't forget, you can always subscribe to the Rotowire uh, DFS podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, Stitcher, so be sure to give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. You can always follow Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and send all your comments, complaints, and questions to me at Josh FS. Don't forget, we have the Friday uh, Rotowire DFS podcast NFL edition, so those of you who are saying, hey, where's our DFS coverage for football, man? Just like, don't, you know, just drop football and that's just because NBA started well we got you covered we got your Friday positional breakdown also today so just check your podcast feed or check our rotoirecom slash podcast you'll see it over there and uh, Benny and I will uh, also be back here on the weekend update edition we're still going to be breaking down those ownership percentages for you on that show as well and we'll pull double duty we're going to go do we're going to go Bo Jackson on them Benny two sports all right that-
2: uh, yeah exactly has there ever been a football basketball guy I don't think so
1: um Let's see here. Um, no, I don't th- that you know what? Because the sports overlap. Yeah. Anyways, there's a lot of
2: overlap with those. Yeah. It wouldn't
1: work. That's the problem. You know, um, you know, Terrell Owens, <laughs> uh, who else thinks that they can ball? That's an NFL player. Um, uh, you know who's a baller? You're not going to believe this, okay? Well, I
2: mean, you have all those tight ends, right? There aren't those all those tight oh, ends Jordan that Cameron.
1: Play? Um, yeah, you
2: know, I mean, Tony Gonzalez is gone now, but he the ball Gates. back in the day. Yeah, yeah,
1: Tony Gonzalez played power forward for Cal or something like that. Yep. Um, you know who's a baller? Josh McCown, by the way. Josh McCown almost quit college football to go walk on to um, his college um, b- basketball team and try out a point guard. And the 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 dude um is like catching oops and dunking on guys at age 36 um that's pretty impressive yeah he was playing pickup basketball with like joe hayden and and whatnot in the offseason. they're like they're like josh mccown's legit josh mccown's really really good uh (laughs) shoots inside outside so you know there you go there's a couple two sport athletes for you All right. So, and that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Thanks for listening. Make sure you tune in for the uh, weekend NFL updates. And Benny and I will have NBA plays and ownership percentages for NFL for you this Saturday. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.
3: MyPatriotSupply.com